Good afternoon, Bob Chrysler. Well, good afternoon to you, uh, Devin, and great to be here today. Great to be here. Welcome to Insight Peterborough, everybody. Insight Peterborough is a project of the local chapter of the Canadian Council of the Blind, otherwise known as the CCB. And uh, we have a, a full agenda this afternoon, so we may not have uh, much in the way of uh, music. Um, our first guest of three, actually, is Lyle Saunders from the Peterborough Disability Tech Service, because it is getting to be that time of year again. Hi, Lyle. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Oh, we're so glad that uh, you're able to be with us uh, on an annual basis to kind of catch us up with what's going on. Um, first of all, do, do you want to um, sort of start from the beginning and just kind of refresh our memory as to how uh, Peterborough Disability Tax Service got going? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Uh, again, thanks for having me. It's great to be here on, like you said, an annual basis, and hopefully I can continue doing that. So Peterborough Disability Tax Services uh, was basically started up by my, uh, by me, myself, uh, due to the fact that my oldest son has autism. So I do have three children, a uh, busy household, but my oldest son does have autism. And after trying to uh, look for local help, in regards to the application of the disability tax credit, as well as maximizing the tax benefits from it. Uh, I couldn't find anyone locally uh, other than online uh, with companies that are based out of Toronto or even British Columbia, and they wanted anywhere from 30 to 40% commission, which Oof. is absolutely uh, highway robbery, if you ask me. But uh, so uh, see a need, fill a need. Uh, I went through the application process myself, uh, learned the ins and outs of CRA and uh, what their automatic adjustments are, and then going beyond those, uh, again, to maximize your tax credits and benefits. And uh, so see a need, fill a need. And hence, I opened up a few years ago uh, Peterborough Disability Tax Services, and I moved in to my new office, which isn't new anymore, last February. <laughs> uh, it, I'm located within the Peterborough Chamber of Commerce, at 175 George Street North, office number nine. <laughs> All right, well, I'm glad you were able to give us the address there. I'm sure that we'll be asking you again as we get closer to the uh, end of the interview. For what it's worth, Bob, I'm not hearing myself through the headphones anyway um so uh, lyle uh, i'm sure that um there aren't as many people um that are familiar with there we go oh that's better okay uh, there aren't uh, as many people familiar with the uh, um, ins and outs of um, doing tax returns for people with disabilities is uh, is that a need that uh, that you feel? Uh, yes. Yeah, so under this tax season, uh, I run Saunders Tax Service Care of 
Peterborough Disability Tax Services. So a lot of people ask me why, what, what business am, uh, what business name I am, I really under, but I'm registered under uh, Peterborough Disability Tax Services. But Saunders Tax Service is basically open to uh, all households, uh, disability or not. But in regards to the disability tax credit. Um, Essentially, you are allowed to make an extra $8,000 tax-free on top of your already base amount. Uh, and this year, the base amount is uh, $12,069. So essentially, you're allowed to make $12,000 uh, before you go into the uh, taxable threshold of basically uh, every dollar above uh, $12,069. Um, so again, you're allowed to make $12,000 tax-free. Uh, with the disability tax credit, you're allowed to add uh, 8200 to that. So essentially, anyone with a disability with the uh, disability tax credit approved, you are allowed to make $20,000 before you have to pay uh, federal and provincial taxes. If you, the individual with the disability uh, does not make taxable income, they're actually able to transfer that disability tax credit to a power of attorney or a loved one or a caregiver uh, through CRA's uh, guidelines. Uh, any caregiver or power of attorney should be able to transfer that $8,200. So if they're working part-time or full-time making taxable income and they're helping out a loved one with a disability, they are able to receive that tax credit to help them on their taxes as well. Do they have to have some uh, certification in order to do that? Uh, so in regards to proving <laughs> that you are taking care of your loved one, uh, as a caregiver, um, and there's a lot of different family dynamics out there. But if you are looking after uh, someone with a disability and you are the caregiver, a simple note from uh, the doctor or uh, legal papers such as power of attorney are sufficient evidence enough, written documentation, to provide to CRA if they do try to challenge how are you in relation to, to the individual with a disability. So it's not only children, but it's also... Uh, parents or aunts and uncles or someone that um, you know you you do care for uh, so again if you're showing up with uh, to, with the individual to every doctor's appointment the doctor should have no issue writing out yes so-and-so has been the caregiver on a daily weekly monthly basis for this individual uh, and I've witnessed it for X number of years and that should be proper witness documentation su sufficient enough for CRA and uh, if uh, they should contact you. You can advise them that way. You Absolutely. Can some information along that line. Yes. Yeah, so any of my quotes or consultations are free. I don't charge for. Um, you know, phone calls or inquiries. Uh, I'm here to help. Uh, I love that I'm networking my business uh, with all sorts of different uh, groups. Uh, I'm also the treasurer for on the board of uh, Heads Up for Inclusion as well. They're a great non-for-profit that, uh, especially with their Amigos program working within uh, the education system. Um, so there's a huge 
uh, network potential for uh, individuals and families looking for help or looking for advice. Um, I love the fact that I'm taking a boring tax business and uh, helping and helping them beyond uh, just their tax credits, uh, asking them what sports or activities that uh, their loved one is interested in, trying to network with them and giving them the opportunities. Uh, if someone, say, is going through um, site loss, um, you know, uh, partnering them with uh, the Canadian Council for the Blind there at uh, Lions Club uh, just off of Hunter. And that's the thing is there's so much resources and so much networking in Peterborough. It's absolutely amazing. And I'm glad to be a part of that. Um, so with my son, oldest son with Challengers Baseball, uh, with Amigos Plans under Heads Up for Inclusion, uh, he's at Queen Elizabeth. And I know uh, it's, it, like I said, the, it's a very, very awesome place with Peterborough. And I'm glad to be a part of that network for sure. When you um, become a, a senior as a, a taxpayer, does uh, the amount that you can make change at all, or uh, is it still the, the 20000 um, so if you are a senior uh, with, a dis with the disability tax credit approved uh, and also receiving the age amount um, and also the pension income amount, so depending on your, what I call it, your tax matrix mm -hmm. or your household uh, tax, so there are definitely uh, tax credits that will increase that threshold absolutely when you get older. Um, so things such as knowing if you do have an RRSP, are you able to take out an extra $500 a month? Um, I'm able to review that and let you know, okay, if you have, say, for example, $1,200 uh, in a refund every year um, for the last five years, why not, um, why not uh, <laughs> essentially withdraw some, some uh, savings mm -hmm. to offset to be basically a zero balance at the end of the year. If you like that, uh, if you like a return, which most people do, um, isn't an issue. But if you are over $1,200 uh, of a return, that's essentially $100 a month that could be in your pocket instead of the government's pocket that isn't gaining any interest or can help out an individual for an extra $100 a month to help offset either a quality of life or yeah. rent or whatnot. So if you are struggling, but you do receive more than $1,200 on your uh, income tax return every year. This is where I can uh, kind of analyze your tax matrix and go, okay, what's your best way moving forward and what are your options? The uh, thing is, though, that if you're waiting for your return, you're waiting for a whole year, quite likely. Or if it's uh, being done, say, this time of year, you're waiting for maybe uh, May, June, for any return to come back? <laughs> uh, right now is actually not too bad. The early bird gets the worm uh, a lot quicker than if you say you wait till the last two weeks of April. Uh, and then, yes, usually the last two weeks of April, I've seen some some uh, uh, tax returns come in May and June. I've seen some go as long as July for sure. Um, so it can be, they say, up to and or more than eight weeks depending on um, but w in regards to how many uh, how many tax returns do get filed in the last two weeks of April is absolutely 
crazy. Um, and essentially all of May, uh, uh, what I've seen is CRA is basically focused on all tax returns. So paperwork uh, for the display tax credit or any other type of credits or approvals essentially get put on the back burner in May. Um, so those kind of paperwork, if you do submit them in in April, uh, know that CRA does put priority uh, of tax returns, period, because they do have a legal timeline. Um, but if you don't hear back from them on anything else until June, July, or August, that's why. You're uh, recommending then that a person should uh, get their tax <laughs> prepared a little bit on the early side, maybe uh, by now? <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, the sooner the better, but of course, uh, February 28th, everything needs to be put in the mail for income or slipwise. Um, so everything, if your employer said it's in the mail last Friday, hopefully this week, if not next week, you'll have all your statements. Um, but of course, trinkling in such as T5s for um, interest rates from either a savings or bank account, uh, or RSP contributions for the first 60 days of the year. Uh, those can come into the mail a little bit later uh, in March. Um, but if you know you have all your slips, and uh, essentially if you do receive a return, I encourage you to uh, do it sooner than later. Um, but of course, life happens. But a lot of people, if they do owe the government, they typically wait until between April 15th and 30th. That way they don't get the uh, late charge, but then also they have time to essentially save up that money that they do have to pay the government. And uh, if you have uh, medical receipts or charitable receipts and all that, would that create another problem as far as time goes? Uh, not time-wise, no. Um, in regards to medical receipts and charitable receipts, it does depend on your taxable income, if they are accredited or not. Um, but in regards to uh, timing-wise or how complex your uh, personal income taxes, we're not talking about corporate, but just your personal taxes, uh, typically if you only have a few slips, you will be processed quicker. Uh, but if you do own a small business uh, or you have, say, uh, two, two incomes and three children, one with a disability with the caregiver amount, sometimes those will take a little bit longer for CRA to review uh, and approve just because you are dealing with more tax credits that they want to verify and approve before sending you your refund. I noticed that uh, I also had a handicapped child and I was... Uh, disabled. Disabled, yes, <laughs> disabled, for sure. And uh, I got uh, help a little bit from the tax, but I uh, equipped a van uh, with a lift and all the requirements that are required to carry uh, this child in a van. That, that was the one thing that I did get was a little bit of help that way when I put in my income tax. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and it's good to know um, the policies and procedures of that. And it's okay to say, I don't know, um, can you help me out or can you inform me? Um, but, uh, you know, 20 years ago, we didn't have Google no. <laughs> uh, to search or and or any of that. Uh, so, but in regards to doing things yourself and taxes yourself, absolutely, uh, 
I I did taxes myself, but then I went to H&R Block Tax School um, to get a little more uh, income when I became a father with my oldest son. Um, but in regards to if you buy a package at at uh, at your local uh, store for $20 or $40, um, but you uh, buy it, you install it, you put in your slips, and you're kind of cautious on, do I push send? Did I do it right? You know, and then it's like, well, we'll see, I guess. Uh, that's where I would encourage you to uh, find uh, a person locally that you trust uh, to get a quote, of course, as shop around and see which one you feel better with, uh, just to make sure that you are doing it uh, efficiently and accurately. And also, you never know what you could be missing. Uh, a big one is if you are working uh, full-time uh, in uh, with benefits and you are paying into health and life benefits, sometimes that's not on the T4 uh, under line 85. Um, in regards to you out of pocket how much you put into benefits and your company matches or pays a certain percentage what you pay into your benefits um, can be claimed on your medical expenses and some employers um, don't have that on their T4s. And if you don't have it on your T4s, I definitely encourage you uh, to go to HR and ask them to have that. But the easiest way to look that up is actually your last pay stub of December will give you your yearly amount of those two uh, amounts. And you can use and uh, photocopy that and give that to your tax preparer. That way it adds to your medical expenses, and you do have to get to about 3% um, of your taxable income, you have to get over that 3% for of medical expenses for it to impact your return. Now, you mentioned uh, that you also uh, have an office, uh, but uh, does the, uh, the other company that you're associated with also have uh, the same office or a different office? So within the Peterborough Chamber of Commerce, they essentially own and, and operate uh, the old train station on George Street, yeah. uh, right beside uh, Tim Hortons there. Um, so what they've done is they've done an amazing job renovating it. Uh, so they have taken the front half for the uh, Peterborough Chamber of Commerce, and they have about half a dozen offices in there for their staff. Um, and then they also uh, rent out the back half, which there's about a dozen offices in there um, so I uh, I was fortunate enough to uh, get on the waiting list and get, and uh, get it uh, be before a lot it's basically a lot it's very popular in that area due to the fact that the Chamber of Commerce has free parking uh, they're fully accessible they have accessible washrooms um, and it's all ground floor so there's no steps or stairs and they're also pet friendly as well um, yeah, and included uh, for uh, within the companies, their front office, sorry, the front desk at the Chamber of Commerce is able to be used by the other offices uh, to drop off paperwork. So if I'm busy with a client in my office and someone comes with their tax information, they're able to drop it off at the Chamber of Commerce front desk for it to be given to me in my uh, mailbox. So it's quite convenient. If uh, I were to uh, phone you, uh, would that also be a possibility that I could actually phone and say I want to talk to 
Yes. So my phone number uh, for my business uh, is actually my cell phone. I have my cell phone on me uh, most of the time, not while driving. uh, And uh, I do put it on silent uh, on Sundays uh, and I'll catch up on Sunday night or uh, on Monday mornings, Um, but especially during tax season. Uh, But in regards to my personal phone call, uh, it is to me and every company that's in the chamber, essentially renting from the chamber, they do have their own telephones. Uh, so uh, whenever you phone uh, myself or a different company, you are talking to them directly. Um, I'm say an email or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I also have email on my cell phone and on my laptop on a daily basis as well. Uh, so you can contact me through Facebook, uh, through phone or through email, uh, explaining to me what your uh, what services you're looking for and kind of a brief description of what your household dynamic looks like. Single parent, uh, a couple aging couple, uh, n- a new parent, or what have you, uh, whatever your tax matrix is or whatever your household situation is and uh, what question you have or what services you're looking for. Absolutely. So we better get to your contact information, <laughs> Lyle, because we're getting to the uh, close of the of the time. Yeah, so we can 20 minutes here now. All right. Carry on. Yeah, so um, under Facebook, I have two... Uh, two Facebook pages, one under Saunders Tax Service and the other one under Peterborough Disability Tax Services. So either one will give you my phone number and that's 705-931-8500. And then I also have a website under uh, ptbodts.ca. So it's short form for Peterborough Disability Tax Services. So again, ptbodts.ca dts.ca and then you can always uh, email me at ptbodts at outlook.com but the best thing is honestly Facebook Messenger uh, or phone me at 705-931-8500 Thank you for all that good information Yes, yes and uh, I uh, I can uh, recommend you because I uh, I use your service so <laughs> um, You'll you'll get good service, folks. Good. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, and thank you again for having me on your show. Thank okay. You for coming in, and saying hello to us. Uh, yeah, definitely. And um, I, I mean, people are thinking about uh, paying, having to pay taxes, and that sort of stuff. And uh, it's good to have an annual reminder. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Lyle. And uh, we've been speaking with Lyle Saunders of. Peterborough Disability Tax Service. Um, It is the first Monday in March, and uh, that means that um, uh, we are uh, continuing on with the feature that we started last month, talking to uh, Kim Kilpatrick from uh, the uh, Ottawa office of the Get Together with Technology. And this time we're talking about podcasts. And it's once again time for Get Together with Kim. Uh, Kim Kilpatrick from the Ottawa office of Get Together with Technology is with us for our um, first Monday of the month Get Together. And how are you, Kim, as we march forth towards spring? 
Oh, I can't wait for spring, but I can't believe a month has gone by already. It goes so quickly. Yeah, time does that, does have a habit. Uh, yeah. I guess we could say this month that time marches on. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but as long as we get more spring-like weather, that'll be nice. Yeah. So this time <clears throat> we wanted to talk about uh, the difference between radio and podcasts. Is that right? Yes, I think so, because um, we mean internet radio versus podcast, because people get a bit confused as what is the difference between um, streaming, they call it streaming, which is playing over the internet as opposed to on the radio waves, radio stations, and what podcasts are. So people get a little bit confused about that. Okay. Uh, you're on. So... When you have internet radio, so you can listen to radio still on your on your good old radio dial. Mm -hmm. And I would really recommend people keep a radio for the times when, or at least this is my opinion, I do still have a radio, uh, for the times when, say, the power goes off or the, the, you know, the internet is down, you can still get information because that is sometimes the time when you need information. I'm sure you have yourself a radio and use it, uh, I would really recommend people keep a radio if possible. I actually have a crank radio. It's, oh. uh, it's a little radio that I got at a camping store, which you turn the crank and it powers it for a little while, and uh, so it doesn't even need a battery, battery in it, and, and you can actually keep it for those times when you want to have an actual live radio. Right. But the, but a lot of people are streaming what they call streaming radio on the Internet. So the nice thing about that is you can get radio stations from all over the world. Uh, you can ask your smart speaker or your smartphone to play, you know, BBC or radio, whatever country you're from or certain. And that's the great thing about Internet radio. And those you can also get on your Victor Stream Talking Book Player, if you use one of those. So it just is like a live stream, like, like you're watching a live hockey game or a live uh, sports program. Yeah. But a podcast is also over the Internet, but it's like as if you recorded something on a, a VCR or a PVR or a tape or uh, a recorder. It is available for you to either listen to it just over the internet, or to download and keep on your device if you if you just want to have it when you don't have any internet at all. Yeah, it's more like a recording of something. And a lot of our standard programs come as podcasts, but there's all kinds of special interest podcasts about just about everything. So there's a lot of blindness ones out there. There's a lot of ones about any hobby you might have. I think you're going to find many many uh, podcasts. I don't know if you are a big podcast listener, but I really love, I love podcasts. I love radio too, but I love audio, audio podcasts for sure. I'm getting to be a podcast listener. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of our um, Canadian stations, so CBC has a lot of podcasts. Yes. And, and, and you can, you can download them for when you're available. So I tend to do it because I'm not, Always, I'm working and I, I don't have time to listen to a show when it's on. 
I just download it and listen to it later on on my on my phone or on my device. Yeah. Um, so so definitely that's the big difference between live radio and uh, podcast. One thing I will say though, if you're listening to internet radio, say you're listening to a sports event on internet radio, it's a few seconds behind. It's probably I don't even know, maybe ten twenty seconds behind. So uh-huh. sometimes. If you are listening to, say, a hockey game or football game, baseball game, and someone else is listening, watching live on TV, you'll hear them sort of scream, like, before you know <laughs> what happened. So yeah. live radio, it's, it's more, it's, it's in the time. But for whatever reason, I guess it just takes it a few extra seconds to, to stream over your Internet. So um, definitely it's, it's, it's live, but it's a little bit behind. Um, live and sometimes I don't know if you use say your Victor Stream for that, but sometimes it stops for a minute and says buffering or something yes. like that. So it's kind of trying to catch up uh, over the internet. So that's the one problem with it is that you know it might be a little behind. Right. Um, yeah. So with the podcast, though, you can download them and you can listen to them later, and they're not going to be buffering and and moving around. Like once you've downloaded it. Uh, it's there, and it doesn't have a lot of commercials. It, it, a lot of podcasts now have maybe one or two ads because they have to make money to keep themselves going, but it's not like commercial break, commercial break, and this and that in the podcast. So uh, I, I really like them because then I can listen to them when I feel like it, and I can increase the speed if I want to, or I can keep them at normal speed. You know, So it's very flexible, whereas with Internet radio, you just listen at the speed that it is. Yeah. Definitely. That's the big difference, and a lot of people aren't, they'll call internet radio podcasts, and we don't totally understand. Oh, yes. Yeah. With the uh, internet radio, too, you uh, have to have access to Wi-Fi. Yeah. Don't you? Or use your data if you want to. Yeah. And some people ask about that. They say, how much data do you use? Uh, I think to stream audio, it's not a lot. Video, okay. definitely. Like if you're video, that's going to eat up a lot of data. Mm-hmm. I tend not to use data for those things. I, I, I mostly wait till I'm on Wi-Fi. And that's one good thing is if you know you're going to be somewhere where you don't have it for a while, so say a long bus trip or a plane trip or a train trip um, or a long car journey and you don't want to use your data, then I just download my podcast when I'm in my Wi-Fi zone, and then I listen to them and then delete them off. So it's, if you're worried at all about data, then uh, that's a good way to listen to podcasts without, without data. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were talking about sometimes uh, uh, Internet uh, streaming is a little bit behind um, what's actually going on. On a Saturday morning, I often will listen to the CBC on Google, but if I happen to have it on uh, the radio in the bedroom and I uh, turn on the, the, um, uh, my Google Home Mini uh, out here for some reason, I find, and I'm in the living room, I find that um, the Google is behind the uh, uh, radio in the bedroom. 
Yeah, it is a bit behind because I guess it has to send it out over the waves or whether I don't quite know why that is, but it tends to be a little bit behind. You mentioned your smart speaker, so you can ask your smart speaker to play radio stations and you can also ask it to play podcasts. Um, one disadvantage is you can't then speed it up or, I mean, you can pause it, but I think it's harder to jump back a certain a minute or two minutes or something like that uh-huh. than on a device, on a smartphone or on a stream, Victor Stream or Talking Book Player, uh, or on your computer if you download them onto yeah. there. It's a bit easier to move around within an episode. Right. Um, so that's one difference or two between the two, but it is really great that we can listen to so much, uh, so much internet uh, radio from all over. And another really cool thing is, so say you have CBC, say you're listening to CBC, but you know that you grew up, say, in Vancouver, and you're now in Toronto, and you want to listen to CBC Vancouver, you can listen to that instead of uh, your local on the internet radio, whereas you really can't do that on you know, on your local radio, you have to listen to what, what you have there locally. Yes. You had shortwave radios in the past or other things like that. But definitely um, there's good things to be said for all of this kind of uh, radio services. Definitely. I think it has made audio so much more popular, I would say. Yes. Um, a lot of people cited as well as blind people listen to all kinds of podcasts and audio books. We're not getting into audiobooks right now, but they've become so popular all over the world for everybody, not just us. We, we've made them cool first, but I think uh, lots of other people now have gotten into podcasts and audiobooks for when they're driving or when they're going for a run or a walk. I know um, I personally do not listen to anything when I'm traveling. Uh, I mean, I will when I'm sitting in a bus, but yeah. when I'm walking, I don't, I don't because I, I like to have my ears free to concentrate on my travel path. So I don't tend to yeah. do that. But I, but I do know that a lot of people do or when they're doing the dishes or you know how we've known for years that you can read an audio book while you're doing dishes. That's right. And your <laughs> dog or, or cooking or cutting things up, it's just, it makes life uh, pass by easily it when does. you're doing those things. Yeah. Uh, and I've done that for years. And now sighted people are saying, oh, isn't it great? I can listen to a book or a podcast when I'm, you know, doing these things, and Not we've true. known that for a long, long time. So um, we're lucky in this day and age to have so much availability. Yeah. Uh-huh. Podcasts uh, and, and that sort of thing are good, too, if you uh, feel that you need to exercise and, and you're on, say, a treadmill or an exercise bike. Oh, yeah. It makes and the I, time I pass. And I use my exercise bike, and I, I would be... It would be so boring without, you know, audiobooks or podcasts or things to listen to because, you know, it isn't it isn't very interesting going in the same place inside all the time. So right. that is another one definitely where it's it's a really great um, way to listen to audio audio uh, things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess uh, another time we can go into the various podcatchers that seem to be accessible unless you want to talk about that now. I'm just not sure how long. Uh, I think maybe we should maybe save that for uh, April. Next time we can talk about different podcatchers. Yeah. They call them podcatchers and they're kind of like your old VCRs. Just before we go, uh, Kim, uh, you do have a get-together with technology 
does have uh, both beginners calls and national conference calls. Yeah. Do you want to share those uh, uh, phone numbers or, or details yeah. with us? So we have three. We have three uh, calls that are uh, that people would benefit from them. We have a beginners call. It's always on the fourth Tuesday of every month from two o'clock Eastern to three o'clock Eastern, and that's really for very new someone new to a technology that just wants help with it, small call with, uh, you know, just going really slowly through things, through processes, uh, that's available. Um, we do send out invitations it's over the Zoom platform, our calls are, so if you wanted to call me or email me, I could give you those information. So there's that one. There's the national teleconference, which we have a topic every month, and that show is on the second Wednesday of every month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And then there's the Northern, it used to be called just Northern Ontario Call, but we call it Northern Ontario and Rural uh, GTT Call, which is usually, um, I mean, we pick a topic too, but it's often people who aren't in big centers, so they could definitely, um, you know, come into that call. And that's, that used to be on the third Thursday. I think this month it still will be. And then next month they're going to move to the fourth Thursday because it sort of conflicts with the GTT Toronto, which is always on the third Thursday. So they wanted to be able to call into some of those. So we're moving that one around. But if you want to find out more or get emailed the invitation for the calls, you can email me at gttprogram at gmail.com or you can call me at CCB office. So the 800 number is 877-304-0968 and just ask for me and I'll, I'll tell you how to get on those various calls. Okay. Thanks very much, Kim. And uh, you have a I good... <laughs> yes, the same to you. And uh, we'll uh, be springing forward this coming Sunday night. So, um, that is true. I can't get used to that. I, I, I never get used to that because it, it used to be always the last. Yes. The last one in March and the last one in October or something. And I, I have trouble getting used to this new system. But yes, yes. right. Yeah, so um, anyway, we'll chat with you. Uh, more about uh, podcasting and podcatchers and that sort of thing on the first Monday in April. So that sounds great. Have yourself a good month. You too, Devin. And that was Kim Kilpatrick with Get Together with Technology. And um, she was telling us the difference between internet radio and uh, podcasting. I haven't done a lot with internet radio, but uh, I'm getting to do more with podcasting. And um, this uh, will uh, turn into a, a podcast next Sunday. So uh, keep an eye out for that. All right, uh, moving along, uh, we uh, are going to be having... A wrestling event here in Peterborough. Is the station here? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not here. Uh, things are kind of cramped here <laughs> at the station. But it is going to be at a, in a church, which, okay. I, <laughs> which okay. I find most interesting. And the uh, uh, people that the fundraiser is for uh, 
are the Community Mental Health Association. And here to talk to us about that is Katie McIntosh, who is the Public and Community Engagement Officer. Have Close, I got yeah. that right? <laughs> yeah, Marketing and Community Engagement. Marketing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hi, Katie, and thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. So, first of all, before we get talking about the uh, the event itself, um, can you um, give us an idea of some of the service uh, services that the CMHA offers uh, people here? Yeah, so the Canadian Mental Health Association, um, we are located here in Peterborough. We also serve Halberton, uh, Northumberland, and Lindsay. Um, and we offer uh, non-for-profit, so free mental health services uh, throughout the four counties here. Okay. So that's anything from case management services, um, short-term case management, which would be one to three months. We've got employment services, uh, justice services, um, anything basically that uh, anyone could need help with uh, in terms of mental health, we've got it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how does... Um, how do people go about uh, registering with you? Do they have to be referred by a, a doctor? No. For most of our programs and services, uh, we don't require a referral. For some of them, we do. But generally, you can just go to our website, which is www.cmhahkpr.ca slash intake. Um, fill out the online intake form, and an intake worker will contact you within one to three business days. Oh, that's sure. great. Yeah. Uh, so do you have uh, uh, counselors on staff or psychologists or psychiatrists or some of both, uh, all three? We have both, yeah. We have uh, social workers, which would be our case managers. Um, we've got peer support workers. Um, we have our DDCCP clinic, which uh, has psychiatry um, and dual diagnosis workers. Um, yeah, we've got all sorts of different programs and services. Do you send people out? Uh, as well uh, out in the community yeah. yes yeah lots of, we've got community support workers who are out in the community um, and we always look to meet people where they're at so if we can go to a client's home and help them there we will do that very good very good yeah and uh, were you involved with the tent city that was um, in operation during the fall I was not personally involved in any of that. Um, we do offer supportive housing through our organization, so um, that's one way we're trying to help the situation in the community in terms of homelessness. Terrific. Mm -hmm. They seem to um, be at different uh, areas depending on, I think, uh, what the society said, okay, we can, we can handle this or we can't handle that. But uh, would you be involved and say, okay, here's a place that you can go and you can get help? Yeah, um, definitely. We give our clients all sorts of resources and um, information with community partners so that in any aspect of their health, they can get the help that they need. Yeah. Is your office accessible? Yes, our office uh, on Water Street is accessible. So is our office on George and our office in Lindsay. Yes, we strive to be as accessible as possible. All right. Yeah. You've got offices all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> we certainly do. Yeah. Yeah. And you said accessible? Yes. So we have a lift um, at our office in uh, Peterborough here for anybody that needs to use that. Um, we also have an accessible washroom available um, on the main level. So. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And they can phone you or someone can phone you for information or to say, hey, uh, yeah. help. Yeah, definitely. Uh, if you were coming in for an appointment um, or you were just curious to know about our services, you could call our front desk and our receptionist has all sorts of information they can provide you with. And are you involved with that as well? Are, are you part of the caregiving group? No, I don't deal um, on the front line really ever unless I'm covering reception if somebody needs a break. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I could Rarely. get you to give us the, the phone number. I'm, I'm sure I'll get the chance to ask you later. But just yeah. in case, what is the phone number of your office? Uh, so we have the three different locations, but if you call any of our locations, they can transfer you to a different location. So it's 705-748-6687. Okay. okay, terrific. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure we'll have the chance to ask you again. <laughs> yeah. Especially with me, with my uh, very poor memory. <laughs> so anyway, um, we are going to have, or you are going to have this fundraiser. Um, how did how did that come about, and what's it all about? Yeah, so uh, this was an idea of um, an individual called um, Jamie Steele and her partner Scott Howard. Um, they are very involved in the wrestling community themselves. Personally, they have a big interest in wrestling and they wanted to do some fundraising for our organization. So they came up with this idea and as it sort of came about, they realized that there was a connection between wrestling and mental health and that a lot of the wrestlers that they had asked to come on board actually used wrestling as an outlet for mental health. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And, uh, they can be quite successful even if they have some kind of problem that way, can't they? As as wrestlers. Yeah, and they just find it to be um, a good outlet for them. Yeah, and physical activity is known to improve mental health, so I think it's a great idea and a great initiative. So where is this going to be held and how? So this is going to be on Friday, March 13th, which is not this upcoming Friday, but the next Friday, um, and it's at the Mark Street United Church. Oh, at the church? Yeah. That Rest, really... Wrestling at the church? Uh, I yeah, know, you, you don't that hear really that every day. really made me perk up my ears when I heard about it, so... Um, yeah. Uh, I hope they have lots of room for 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 people to uh, throw each other about. Yeah, I hope so too. And <laughs> we've got a ring coming and uh, we've got quite a few people registered to attend already, so it should be good. Good. Yeah. yeah. Um so it, there's not people going to be throwing chairs at other people. Are, are there it's it's true and and tried wrestling, is it? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> Not that we know of yet. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on who's going to be there. Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is a child event, a family-friendly event, oh. so let's keep it family-friendly. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, wrestling mm. has become more of an entertainment uh, than a sport. But anyways, uh, there are lots of people that do enjoy wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how many matches are you expecting that night? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Um, I'd have to talk to the event organizers for that one. But I do know that so far we've got um, Josh Alexander on board as one of the wrestlers, Jody Threat, Mark Wheeler, and Andy Starr. And I know that uh, about four or five other wrestlers have come on board since then, too. So wow. quite a few matches, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'll mm-hmm. be great. Yeah. Various weight classes, probably. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and uh, how does one... Uh, get tickets or whatever to to the event. Yeah, so um, people can register online at ptbowrestling.tickit.ca, and the event is called Lift Locks and Leg Drops. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Leg drop? Oh, boy. Yeah. Hogan's being uh, wrestling hold wasn't the uh, leg drop and all that. Yeah. <laughs> I saw he be there? I don't think so. Probably I don't, not. I don't think so, but... <laughs> I thought that was a very clever name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, and how much are the tickets? Um, I believe the tickets are $35, but um, you'd have to check online. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, Can you get them at the church? Um, I'm not sure. I think that uh, it will depend on how many tickets are sold online prior. We might sell out before the event. So Ooh. we will definitely keep everybody posted on social media as to how many tickets are left. Mm -hmm. Wow, okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And uh, what uh, would the hours be? What time does it start? So the doors open at 7 and the bell rings for the first match at 7.30. Ah, so you want to be there yes. yeah, to get a good seat. Get a seat. <laughs> yeah. Yep, definitely. And how long do you expect the evening will last? Probably until about 9.30 or 10. Oh. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, has... Will any of the church officers be there as well? Uh, since it's being held at the church? I'm not too sure. Um, <laughs> I know that we've rented the space. Hopefully they come out and join, but I'm not sure. Right. Definitely not in the ring. <laughs> uh, no, no. <laughs> and how long will each mas match last? Do you know? I don't know. No, sorry. I'm mm -hmm. not well equipped here. I don't know too much about wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know a whole lot about it either. <laughs> well, sometimes it can last quite a while. If, uh, they're two good wrestlers, and sometimes they have the tag team wrestling. and Oh, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. It'll keep us on our toes for sure. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, if uh, if the tickets are sold out before the end of the uh, well before the event, uh, is there any chance that the event is going to be televised or anything? We're hoping to get some media at the event for sure, um, and people can follow along on our social media channels, so at CMHAHKPR or at PTBO Wrestling, and we'll be giving updates on the event there as well. All right. Yeah. That's terrific. Um, is there anything else that we should be asking you uh, about? I think just about covered it. Um, I do just want to say we're super grateful uh, and excited that this event is coming to the Peterborough community um, and that a portion of the proceeds are going to go towards helping out mental health initiatives within our community. And that's what the whole thing is all about. Yeah. Right? Yes. The yeah. event is all about helping, you know, people that can use a little bit of extra help. Yes. And it's kind of a feather in everybody's cap that this is the first wrestling event that has come to Peterborough, at least uh, for quite a while, if not the first ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and okay. judging by... Here before. <laughs> I'm not too sure, but I know that the response has been great, so um, there's a big wrestling community in Peterborough, it seems, which is great. <laughs> yeah. So now, are most of the wrestlers from the Peterborough area? No, I believe that most of the wrestlers come from sort of all over Ontario. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, that just goes to that question, just goes to show you how much I don't know about the uh, wrestling community uh, here in this area. Mm -hmm. yeah. well, one of the things about Peterborough is that they're so open here to have different kind of events and different organizations involved. And you know what? Uh, everybody seems to want to help in and get involved. Yes. Yes, there's 
great community engagement in Peterborough. Yeah, indeed. I yes. agree there. Yeah. Uh, I, I really, I've been here a little over eight years now, and uh, I've really been very impressed with the community engagement. It's wonderful. Yeah. So we better get you to give us some of that contact information again, uh, especially the... Um, Let's start with the uh, the website, um, so that um, people can grab a um, pen and paper or whatever, <laughs> so that they can get tickets. Definitely. So tickets can be purchased at ptbowrestling.tickit.ca. Alrighty, okay, and they're thirty-five dollars. You said. I believe so. Um, again, I'm not the event organizer. It's just a fundraiser for us, but yeah. they're in and around $30. <laughs> okay. In around 30 Yes. Okay. And it's going to be at Mark Street United Church. Yeah, at the church. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. they'll have to move maybe a few seats if they're going to be having it in the sanctuary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know if it's in the in the uh, basement or the sanctuary? or? Uh, yeah, it's in the basement, I believe. Yeah, I a little bit more space. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I would say, yeah. Yes. <clears throat> All right, and um, that's Friday, March uh, 13th. Yes. And uh, the, the doors, you said, will open at 7? Yes, that's correct. And then the bell rings at 7.30. So definitely get there early to get good seats. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah, you definitely want to do that because um, you, you'd want to be right there at the door to, <laughs> to get the, uh, uh, the best uh, seats for viewing and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Terrific. Um, and then the other thing uh, that uh, I wanted to ask you about was uh, the um, social media, uh, the various uh, contacts and that, uh, if uh, people want to check it out on uh, social media. On their computer, their iPad, what have you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you can uh, follow PTBO Wrestling on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or you can follow at CMHA HKPR on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram as well. Okay. All right, okay. And then the phone number, again, um, for people who want to get in touch with the CMHA? Yeah, our phone number is 705-748-6687. Thank you, yes. Thank you. Well, thanks so much for coming uh, on to talk to us about that, and uh, we hope that you raise all sorts of, of uh, money. Yep. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Have a lot of fun at the, yeah. ch- at the church. And <laughs> kudos to the uh, uh, the wrestlers that um, have uh, you know volunteered to to get this organizing uh, organized, right? Yes. <clears throat> yeah, it's yeah. great support. Yeah, that's wonderful. Okay, well, thank you very much. And we've been speaking with uh, Katie McIntosh, who is the, let's try this again, Community and Engagement Officer? That's correct, Marketing and Community Engagement. Marketing. <laughs> yeah. Mar- it's a mouthful. Yes. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, uh, she and uh, has been telling us all about the um, wrestling event that's going to be taking place at Mark Street uh, United Church on the evening of 
Friday the 13th. And Friday the 13th. Yes, that that'll... Is, that's the time to be wrestling, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. All right. Um, how are we doing for time there? Well, we have a couple of minutes, and that's about it, Devin. Okay. All right. Uh, we have um, a very brief... Uh, it's called Deck Talk. It, it was done on, on a computer program um, called Deck Talk. And uh, uh, it, it actually will sing. Um, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't make it happen. But there are a few songs. So maybe we can go out with that. And uh, it, this time, it, I can't say they, or him or her, or she or he, but it, it, it is something going to be singing You Are My Sunshine, and uh, we will see you next week. Okay, Bye Dabby. for now. Bye-bye. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. You never know, dear, how much I love you. Don't take my sunshine away The other night, dear, as I lay sleeping I dreamt I held you in my arms When I awoke, dear, I was mistaken So I hung my head and cried You are my sunshine my only sunshine, you make me happy when skies are gray. You never know, dear, how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away.